You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked on ACC. We've got an exciting time. I think this is the first time ever, maybe a first for Locked on ACC, where we've got three Locked on Podcast Network hosts coming together as sort of a triangle state of the union address as we are gearing up for what should be a very exciting but really interesting offseason when it comes to ACC basketball. I've got my main man, JJ Jackson from Locked on Blue Devils, as well as Locked on Wolfpack host Kenton Gibbs coming to the stage to talk about the Duke retirement for Coach K, John Shire, going to talk about Coach Keats, you know, what is Hubert Davis going to do? All of that good stuff is happening on today's show. Now, you've got amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You've got to visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. JJ, what's up, my man? How was your weekend? I had an outstanding weekend, Candace, and this is a first. This is super exciting that we have three triangle schools represented and locked on ACC today with Duke, NC State, and and UNC. Uh, It's an absolute honor to be here, and I can't wait for us to have some fun. No doubt. And Ken Gibbs, what's going on? I'm so glad to have you as well. It's great to get this tobacco roll thing going. You know, I've still got a little animosity for JJ and his boys for uh, snatching the first (laughs) ACC title in nearly 30 years away from us. But it's all right. It's all right. (laughs) Our bats got hot in the NCAA tournament, so we'll we'll leave it out. We'll be all right. No doubt about that, Kenton. I mean, Duke had a uh, quick exit from their regional this weekend, and it was a good performance by the Wolfpack there. But, look, you almost had your first ACC title in 30 years. How about Duke getting their first ACC title in 60 years? So they had been on double the run without an ACC baseball championship prior to last weekend. That's fair, but I mean, NC State's been thirty without football, basketball, or baseball. <laughs> you know, if Duke longer <laughs> because what I didn't mention, what I didn't mention is, uh, and I certainly mentioned this in the Locked On Blue Devils podcast that I would encourage folks to go find wherever they get their podcast. What I did not mention here, but Kenton, you're making me say this now: Duke did have ACC seven of them titles this academic year which was the most in the conference. So uh, they, they had a pretty successful year for the first time. The team, the basketball team doesn't make the tournament in 25 years. So that was a, a good little makeup there for not making the men's tournament. Yeah, it was time for everybody else to shine. A little slight flex there. Yeah. But we'll, keep, we'll keep things rolling. So I had to. <laughs> no, no doubt. So on today's episode, I wanted to start. We all know Coach K decided to retire and it seems to be a wave. He's not retiring until after the end of the season. We know Coach Roy Williams retired after the end of this season. And now we've got a new state of affairs that seems to be coming towards you know, North Carolina basketball in general. So let's talk about John Shire. His press conference, he seemed really excited, right? We all got his name down. It's a little bit easier than Krzyzewski, so we're not too <laughs> worried on that end. But he seems to be very much same ducks in a row. It's not going to be a whole lot of renewing or fixing anything or changing up going on there. So, JJ, what were your thoughts and reactions initially to John Shire being the pick? <laughs> 
Yeah, first off, I guess when I'm back in the state of North Carolina, I need to find a new party trick uh, because I always took pride in the fact that I could spell Krzyzewski's name, K-R-Z-Y-Z-E-W-S-K-I. And and Shire is a little bit easier of a name to spell. But uh, I I really did enjoy what we heard from John Shire. I love the fact that he is the same age as Coach K was when he took the job at Duke and the transition is going to be a whole lot easier for Shire as it was for Mike Krzyzewski having played for Coach K's culture and his program. And I definitely think that Shire wants to kind of keep the brotherhood mold that they've got built there in Durham. And uh, I think it, look, it's, I'm not going to say this guy's going to be Mike Krzyzewski or anything close to it. I think that'd be unfair expectations to put on a man who's following the greatest college basketball coach the sport has ever seen. Uh, but I think he's set up for success and you will see that pretty early in his tenure there in Durham, in my opinion. No doubt. And I'll ask you, Kenton, obviously having two new fresh faces in the coming years between Duke and Carolina, it seems as if NC State might be able to turn a corner here with the veteran leadership of Coach Heats. How are you feeling about the sudden changes? Well, first of all, uh, Locked On Podcasts are about to start doing video soon, and they, they can't do it soon enough because I would hit a praise dance in the studio right now because <laughs> when I think about the ACC and what it's going to do for me in basketball, I could dance, 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 dance all night. For those of y'all who know that, go ahead and see. But anywho, uh, the fact of the matter is this, is this is a situation that puts NC State in a great place regardless of what Keats does. Keats is on a spot now where that season just got much hotter, much faster than he expected. But it's great for NC State because one way or the other, there is going to be success bloomed out of this. Either Coach Keith steps up, proves what he can do, and goes forward with that, or we get a new guy in here next year or the year after that, and guess what? We're not going to have to tell him, hey, um, come on to Raleigh. No, you're going to have to recruit against two Hall of Famers. But, <laughs> but other than that, everything will be all right. Yeah, no, listen, I personally, you know, as Carolina Huber Davis, and I was really excited, of course, I'm adjusting to not having Roy and my nostalgia was hitting me real hard, but I don't even think we have the most pressure. I think Hubert Davis is going to do fine first year. Obviously going to have some stumbles. I think all the attention is going to be who can beat Coach K in his last year. All the pressure is going to be on those those kids. So, you know, JJ, I honestly feel bad for the Duke players because you can't lose on Coach K's last year. You can't lose in Cameron your last game against Carolina. Like, you're never going to be forgotten, right? They're not, nobody's thinking about Roy Williams' first exit at the NCAA tournament right now everybody's thinking about the fact that damn I gotta beat coach K in his final games in Cameron how much you think those tickets are going to go for for the Duke and North Carolina game you won't be able (laughs) you won't be able to get an ant in that bad boy yeah that that's uh that that's a fun thing to sort of sit there and think about but no I do think in a in a weird way there will become uh some some pressure on this Duke roster going into the next basketball season because you do want to send coach K off with a bang and look they've said this for uh, what, six or seven years now since 2015 when Duke won their last national championship. But the program slogan right now is sights on six, right? They're, they're trying to find their sixth national championship under Coach K's leadership. And this is the last opportunity to do it with them. So I think this freshman class is going to be ready to step up. I think Wendell Moore Jr., uh, and some of the other experienced players coming back on the roster are going to be able to step up and, and lead this Duke team. Um, and uh, I'm not I'm not going to put a national championship out of the possibility. I don't think that Duke is 
necessarily going to walk into the year as the prohibitive favorites for that NCAA title. But Coach K is absolutely no stranger to success in the month of March. He knows what it takes to win a championship. And I just hope that for a man that's been the head coach at Duke for 41 years, that maybe, just maybe, in his last year, in his last ride, the basketball gods could have a couple of bounces in Duke's favor, and we might walk away with a sixth title as Coach K goes out on top. We'll have to wait and see. You know, I think it would make for a better story from having a team who didn't make it at all to end up winning the whole damn thing the, the next year, the following yeah. year. That, that would be, be awesome. <laughs> That's one where I'd like that. Know, we pretend we worry about recruiting for Duke, but if you come back and do that, man, oh, man, how do you not sell, you know, Duke basketball? Right. And in all seriousness, I think the recruiting is the biggest piece that Coach K kind of talked on is, is how can you honestly recruit players for your class of 2022 if you're not going to be there? And so the fact that he's going to be able to help John Shire land his first recruiting class and set up the future before K walks out, I think that's awesome. So um, I'm hopeful that Duke can have a long tournament run here in Coach K's final year. And you're right, Candace, to go from not even in the dance to winning the entire title that would be absolutely epic. Uh, I think that the most recent kind of similar story there was what we saw in 2018-2019, right, when Tony Bennett and the Virginia Cavaliers went from being the first ever number one seed to lose to a 16th seed. Shout out to UMBC. And then the next year, go all the way and win the title. Uh, I think Duke's trying to make uh, something sort of similar to that and uh, making it all the way to win the national title this year. Sure. You know, I, I truly think that this is a situation that, I mean, hey, Coach K is going to get his flowers. He's going to get all the love, all the respect. But I think this is a lot like Kobe's farewell tour. I mean, you knew that that Lakers team wasn't going to be great, but you were like, oh, it's Kobe's last year. You know, <laughs> he dropped 60 in his last game. God rest his soul. An amazing player. But the fact of the matter is, Duke winning a national championship, if you got some money, go on over to Bet Online and put something <laughs> down on that. Because I'm telling you, you'll walk away with a King's ransom if Duke can pull this off. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to do just that, Kenton. Right, right. I might have to do that. Listen, I'm over here trying to think about all the odds for our teams here as we – but I got to tell you about rockauto.com, unfortunately, because if you're on the bus of saying Duke is going to win the national championship, I would like to, you know, grab a seat because I think Hubert Davis might do the damn thing because <laughs> let's just put it all out there in the universe. But I want to talk to you a little bit about rockauto.com, the family business that has been helping auto part customers for over 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or vehicle. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or vehicle. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. So we know Coach Roy is gone. Coach K is on the way out. Basketball is shifting in the triangle. Are the Tar Heels, 
are the Blue Devils? Is NC State, are they even a threat right now in the ACC? Because I'm thinking things are changing. The New Bloods are really feeling like they're the new kids on the block. They're the more dominant, the FSUs of the world, Clemson upsetting people from time to time. I'd love to know both of your thoughts. I'll let JJ, you go first. Where do these triangle teams sit when it comes to ACC hoops? Yeah, I think for this uh, next year, I, I definitely think that Duke is uh, going to go into the year as a preseason top 10 team. And I think rightfully so, given the recruiting class that they've got coming in and some of those talented players they've also got coming back. Uh, in terms of where do the power rankings sort of go in terms of what's going on in the, the state of North Carolina hoops, I think it's going to be fairly traditional as well. I do think that Hubert Davis is going to have himself a pretty solid solid squad coming back to Chapel Hill next year with Caleb Love and RJ Davis coming back in that backcourt another year of Armando Baycott on the inside uh, then I would have to give Kevin Keats the tip of the cap um, ahead of what Steve Forbes is doing there in Wake Forest so if we're looking at the shift to kind of the power rankings in the state of North Carolina ACC hoops I think I would go in that direction you could call it bias because I am the Duke guy uh, but I do believe Duke would be the best team um, right now, you sort of your preseason rankings, and again, this is the way too early preseason rankings. The Duke freshman just arrived on campus over this past weekend, so super early. But I would go Duke one, UNC two, NC State three, and then uh, those Demon Dinkins holding down that last spot. What do you say, Kenton? <laughs> well, much like Mick Condition said back in the '90s, you're breaking my heart. Okay, <laughs> you're breaking my heart, but it's all right because let me tell you why your power rankings. For the most part, we're correct. I believe that Duke will be the best team in, in the triangle next year, right? I think that, that we can all agree Duke is bringing, not bringing back the most talent, but bringing in the most talent, Coach K's last year. They'll get a couple favorable bounces or favorable calls or whatever <laughs> may have you. They'll, yeah. they'll get some favor. We You're right about that. But then when you move on to number two, no, UNC just uh, got a, a, a three-star big to commit, and everybody was super excited about it. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> UNC is recruiting three stars now in basketball? I said, if he's a three-star center, he must be, what, six feet, 310 pounds? Playing yeah. on the they said, no, it's a basketball player. I said, oh, okay. So I'm truly worried about them because they're mass exodus of bigs. And traditionally, what uh, what the Tar Heels did to beat Keats the one time that they did last year was their bigs dominated. Um, uh, Baycott dominated. Harrison dominated. There was They looked very good, and they showed that they were much bigger than us down low. They won't have that advantage anymore, which really puts up a lot of pause and a lot of questions. So I think that NC State slides in at number two, and okay. then I think you got UNC at number three. I don't, I, I don't know if we consider Wake Forest as part of this, but, I mean, I guess if they if they are, I mean, hey, shout out to their coach. He's doing the best he can. He's, he's going to be number four. But a, a bigger thing that I think is going on with the ACC, I mean, you got Pashner who just won the ACC tournament. You got, of course, Bennett up at UVA. Leonard Hamilton has to be the oldest young blood or, or new blood there's ever been because now he's at a point where Florida State is rolling and dominating every year. So 
if we're looking at the entire conference as a whole, I don't think there'll be too much realignment. But in the triangle itself, I think we're in for a change. That's really wild that you put Carolina so far down. I will say having people go on and do their thing, Gears and Brooks, thank God. You know, I'm not mad, but I do think Baycott, you know, he dabbled in the NBA draft for a little bit and respectfully came right on back as he should have. But I, our bigs are still there. Walker Kessler, of course, went on to Auburn. And I don't, I still will never understand that transfer to save my life but I think Caleb Love's going to grow up this year I think RJ Davis also is going to grow up a lot this year because honestly where they got nowhere to go what up and we all know Caleb Love the, the eyes turn green when he hits Cameron when he hits you know games where he has to put it on boy don't they <laughs> if he's not going to get a 25 point game it's only going to be a game. <laughs> <laughs> then he's going to go 0 for 6 you know for, for <laughs> right the following night against guys like Marquette, but it's all good. It's fine. But I, I will say it's, I'm interested to see how you were Davis coaches. I can't even think about anybody but Roy, but I do, I'm scared that he is going to try and be a traditionalist and stick with the Roy kind of values, which I'm hoping that John Shire does as well for my sake, you know, clearly <laughs> some things had to change, but I, I am nervous that Heber Davis is not going to try and reinvent the wheel, which I do think, I hope he puts a little flair with his style of coaching. I do think in a lot of ways you you'll see um, more recruits come to North. I mean, Kenton, I'm with you. And when you see the news that a three star is the big addition for North Carolina Tar Heels basketball, uh, wow! What a what a culture shock and surprise that is compared to what we're kind of used to there with with Carolina. But it's the first guy, right, for Hubert Davis, and we'll see what it means as a sign to come. My rankings were more so going into this next year sort of what do I what do I see it looking like? And then talking about the state of ACC hoops, the favorite question over the past, what, five, ten years is, how much longer is Coach K going to be there? How much longer is Roy Williams going to be there? Now the only question is about the guy that's the oldest ACC coach, and that's Jim Beheim at Syracuse, right? Like, that guy has given no indications that he's ready to hang it up and walk away just yet. So, I think Syracuse is going to have a good team coming back this next year with Buddy Bayheim, his son, out there doing things and some of the recruits that they've got coming in. So, man, it, it's, it may be June, but I'm super fired up and excited to watch some ACC basketball. Yeah, Tyler Aki from Locked on Syracuse really harped on the fact that Joe, uh, Jim Beheim does not want to leave basketball ever. They're going to have to drag him. <laughs> yeah. He's probably going to coach until he croaks. It's unfortunate. but And we talk about Jim. There's also Leonard Hamilton, who's not a spring chicken, but he's also yep. not. I think if he gets in the Final Four or even in the Finals, he might consider retirement in the next two or three. Leonard Hamilton said, and I quote, I don't let grass grow under my feet. That man is going to be another one of those, like he built in that Joe Paterno elk of when I, when y'all get me up out of here, I'm that's it. That's it for my life. That's all I got. That's all I got. And, and with that, with that in mind, I really look at these teams and I'm saying to myself, man, the ACC really is set up for a realignment. However, in, in a very unbiased nature here, I'm, I'm going to say this being as objective as I can. These things tend to sort themselves out often. 
that we see a short little abbreviated pause of, oh, this coach is terrible at this school, but they're following a great guy. It's okay. The brand name of the school will bring in a great coach after them. And so that's really the the situation here. I think the worst thing that could happen for either one of y'all schools is both of these coaches be slightly above mediocre because that way you can't get rid of them. You can't get rid of a coach that's slightly above mediocre for following uh, Coach K, for following Roy Williams, but you also lose out on the big names who probably would be better because of that situation. Um, so I, I think that that's the only way that things go very poorly for uh, either one of your schools, being that both of y'all are will have become basketball blue bloods. You weren't always that, but you became it, and that, there's, there's that. So, Whose leash do you think is shorter, Hubert Davis or John Shire? Oh, Hubert Davis, by my own. By my, for for reasons that are beyond me, <clears throat> Hubert Davis will have a shorter leash. <laughs> he will have a much shorter leash. So I mean, but I mean, John Shire's younger, and like you know, we always go with these whole oh, they're young, so they're you know smart minded, they're above genius type level, they can do X Y Z, and maybe he kind of falls flat on his face, and they're like, listen, we should get a more older, you know, veteran coach who kind of can handle so uh, the caliber that Duke is. Maybe that's the situation. John Shire is going to benefit from what I like to call the Cliff Kingsbury effect, okay? (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury has proven at no level that he can win football games. He had Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield and the defense is optional, Big 12, never won anything. And what was his next job? Head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. So what does that mean for John Shire? He's the prettiest man in the room, every room that he goes into. He's going to be the ACC coach that's most likely to bring home a model or most likely to be on the front of GQ. He's going to have a longer leash than Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis looks like a man named Hubert Davis. Just blah. <laughs> Just like, oh, yeah, he's he's cool and all. But Hubert is going to have a shorter leash. Ooh, JJ, what you think? Uh, I mean, it's hard to follow that response from Kenton because uh, that's just legendary stuff and content. But I do think there's a lot of validity to what he's saying there in terms of uh, the leash that you sort of look at. If any other reason than that, this is the very first first coach following Mike Krzyzewski. And it's also a guy that Coach K kind of picked out himself. And I know that Roy was in his own right pretty active in who was going to replace him. But Roy had enough confidence to retire and then let the school name a replacement, whereas Coach K said, I'm going to have one more year and let's name a coach in waiting as opposed to a long, drawn-out process into who would be the successor there. So in that reason, I think that Hubert's leash would be shorter. I don't think that these guys are going to have short leashes whatsoever because they are taking over absolutely storied basketball programs. And I think the tradition and programs themselves, in a lot of ways, will help you get a boost in starting your coaching career at the respective schools. Uh, But if I had to just pick one, I think John Shire's job is a little bit more secure. That's a solid point for both of you guys. I really, of course, you know, I would rather, I want Hubert, I want both of them to do well in their own right. But of course I want Hubert to kind of, (laughs) figure it out, right? All right, let me tell you all about Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. They have (laughs) to get alternatives that really don't suck. Research and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. It has created nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy has a lozenger with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in 
in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed everywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes. Unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is a real deal. A subscription to Lucy's Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gum are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Make sure you guys go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked On College to get. 20% off all your products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use promo code locked on college. Warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, be sure to use that promo code locked on college. wrap up today's show super grateful for this triangle state of the union address as we're talking about the coaching changes talking about basketball that clearly seems to be like it's going to be like everything else but i will say and i'm going to leave and this is going to be one of my final you know thoughts of the day i do think the most pressure for these next couple of years is on coach keats because technically he has the most head coaching experience of all three and it's a put up or shut up kind of next two years. Like I understand his recruiting situations have gone left because people decided to take their talents, you know, to the next level, whether it be, you know, overseas or what have you, they didn't play for NC state. So that's really not his fault in that regard, but he's also had some transfer portal issues. I mean, is Mandy Bates still sitting in there? Or he decided to come back out. He like dipped his toe. Like don't, when you got, disrespectful. when you he's got gone. guys on half, I mean, he's here still. He's here. When you got guys on the fence, it makes me wonder what you got going on in half on top of the fact that you have two Hall of Famers going to retire. Now you got to win. Stressful. It's a little bit stressful. I'm going to let you go first, Ken, only because it's your team. First of all, <laughs> you don't made me have to cut you off on air. And I don't like <laughs> Nobody deserves that. But second of all, worry about yourself and all I, your bigs. I'm very worried about worry, ourselves. Worry about yourself <laughs> and all y'all bigs that are headed for the hills. Everybody over 6'6", headed for the hills at North Carolina. So y'all worry about yourself. Okay? Armando Baycott's still there. Oh, I'm Mickey Black's still there. Oh, Armando Baycott. Oh, I'm really worried Armando about Baycott that. Armando Baycott is a dog. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Listen, you know what? Anywho, we'll, we'll say this for Monday, JJ. We apologize. Sharp is gone. Yeah. Sharp is gone, ain't he? That that's the only one that I mean, really gave me deep concern and worry. From like he's going to be a millionaire. <laughs> no, he's going to be a millionaire now, but he's still gone. All right, that's the one I was truly worried about. But anywho, you're absolutely right. Coach Keys does have a ton of pressure on him, but he's bringing in one of the most underrated recruiting classes in the country, which is still I want to say top fifteen, top twenty. I mean. Terquavian Smith is a guy that literally anybody has that has seen him play constantly says there are not 130 players in the country better than him. Mm-hmm. There is no way that there are 130 players in the country better than him unless this is the greatest recruiting class of all time by far. And um, I'm sorry, but but Bronnie James and 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 a younger version of Michael Jordan ain't walking through that door. Okay, <laughs> Breon Pass is a guy who has all the range in the world. He is a playmaker, and he's finally focusing on basketball for real. His entire high school career, he was a basketball and football star. He wasn't just one of those guys that was kind of on the football team and did the. No, he had offers from SEC schools. He had offers from big-name schools. He was a baller in every regard on both teams. 
But with that being said, now that he's focusing on basketball, the comparisons that he's drawing are out of this world. People are comparing him to the types of point guards that we see knocking down 30-foot shots and throwing lobs everywhere. Not going to say any names, but, I mean, he's being compared to some pretty good company. So Coach Keats is bringing in the recruiting classes. And, you know, college coaches were all up in arms about the one and nuns. Well, congratulations. You created three uh, none and duns for Coach Kevin Keats. Really great job there, guys. Fantastic. But with that being said, Coach Keats does have the most pressure on him, and he rightfully should. He rightfully should. Do I think he'll rise to the occasion? Yes. But even if he doesn't, that's all right. We're going to boot you out and get somebody else in there. JJ. Woo. It's hard to follow that, but. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do think that Kenton's making up a, a, a lot of good points with, with Kevin Keats and sort of the pressure that he may be under going into these next few seasons, not just this one season. Um, and he did have a good number of players enter the transfer portal. I think it's going to be uh, fun in the SEC next year to see um, Garrison Brooks from North Carolina and Shaquille Moore from yeah. NC State, both teaming up together there in Starkville, Mississippi, of all places, right. playing for uh, Mississippi State. But this is the time for Kevin Keats. I mean, 21 and 12 and then 24 and 12 in back-to-back seasons, his first two years there in Raleigh, but it's been kind of downhill in the two years since, right? And so with Coach K walking away at the end of this year, with Hubert Davis stepping in in place of Roy Williams, now's got to be the time. You've got to prove it going into your fifth year at a school like NC State, or we've seen the Wolfpack administration to make changes. They're not afraid to make a change with their basketball program. It hasn't been fair necessarily to those coaches that every waking moment you're having to recruit against giants like North Carolina and Duke. But now's got to be the time for Kevin Keats. You've got to find results and you've got to win basketball games and compete for an ACC championship. Man, Sydney Lowe's probably sitting somewhere like, gosh, could have been me. <laughs> Amen. Oh, listen, I, at, at the end of the day, it's it's a tall order to be in this conference period because yeah. even outside of us, we've talked about the the impact of uh, Bennett up at Virginia Tech. We've talked about the impact of a Hamilton at Florida State. We've talked about uh, Pashner and how he's all of a sudden made Georgia Tech into a team that wins conference championships. They ain't been good since Chris Bosch was there, but <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's Hall of Famer and Jim Beheim. It's a really talented exactly. conference. Hall yeah. of Famer and Jim Beheim. And I mean, good. I'm not even going to say what I want to say about Patino, but he's going through now. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is this conference is wide open. I, I really and truly believe that um, at the end of the day, Virginia and that backline defense is always going to be really good against college, but they're always going to have the question of, can you put the ball in the basket? Leonard Hamilton is always going to have a long, athletic, deep team. They're always going to be there, but they're another team that when, when, when Florida State cannot shoot, they can't shoot. They couldn't hit the side of, of the uh, ocean from the beach. But, I mean, it's, it's just a, a situation of all the teams in the ACC – you have to get with it right now. If you're going to want to be a team that says, if you're passionate at Georgia Tech, you say, I want to be up here for forever. Now's the time. Yeah. Now's the time. Because if you play around and let one of these universities get a shock of smart, if you play around and let one of these universities, or if either one of these guys turn out to be really great, they just need four or five years to get there. Then you waited too late and you're already in a position where you're behind the eight ball and these these guys are just going to whoop the wheels off you. And then you think you got an off night and then Buddy Beheim comes and drops 30 on you and you got to deal with the two <laughs> zone. So, I mean, it's it's a 
it's it's going to be a very fun time to see. I think ACC basketball went through a little bit of a down year last year, but I think we're back now. And I think that uh, these next couple of years will definitely show us a lot about where this conference is headed uh, for the next decade or two. Nice. Amen. Well, guys, that you can't end on anything better than that. If you are missing any of today's show, I encourage you to follow us at Locked On ACC on Twitter so you can stay up to date, or you can download the podcast so you can get notifications. We are everywhere. Also, get all the sports news you need in under twenty minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. JJ, Ken, thank you so much for joining me today i appreciate this conversation we, we should do this again sometime soon guys i mean i'd love to it's the off season you might want to just you know throw some things out there and see what sticks i'm all for it this is a good trio i like it <laughs> no doubt well jj appreciate your time here remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work absolutely thank you for uh, letting me be back on the show always happy to be part of the locked on acc family and i uh, really did enjoy this chat with you candace and kenton as well you could check out uh, my podcast locked on blue devils talking all things duke athletics uh, wherever you get your podcast follow it on twitter at lo underscore blue devils and give me a follow as well if you don't mind at underscore jj underscore jackson underscore ken gibbs where can they find you and follow your work uh, you can find me at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. Um, you can find Locked on Wolfpack wherever you're listening to this podcast. And uh, TGIF underscore Kenton is my personal page. But just be warned, if you go there, you're going to get Kenton the person, not Kenton the sports analyst. So, uh, yeah, there's there's that. That's where you can find me. No doubt. Well, appreciate y'all's time. And for Candace, for JJ, and for Kenton, we look forward to seeing you soon. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 